Welcome to Talking Melons for 2020, a series of presentations that brings you a range of topics to assist in growing and marketing Australian melons. The presentations are available on the Melons Australia website as a video, a podcast, and as a slide deck. Visit www.melonsaustralia.org.au. Hi, my name is Denise Hamblin, and I'm here to share with you some melon attitudinal insights. A project that we ran with Hort Innovation with the Mellon Fund as well um, in 2019. Now at that time, the first time that I presented this with, with the team, I was the FMCG sector head at Colmar Brunton. But we're now integrating into Cantar. We're a Cantar company and I'll be the head of sensory there. Now I'll still be looking after consumer trends and all things FMCG. So looking forward to future co uh, collaborations and more projects just like this one um, again. So let's get started. Today, what I'm gonna go through you with is um, some objectives of this study. Uh, we're gonna to touch on the methodology, look at the insights and also share some recommendations that we've made uh, based on these insights. Now, if you want to access this presentation that I'll be going through um, today, it is available for you on the Melons website, and I will call out now and then um, the page numbers as well so you can play along. So first of all, the, the overarching uh, objective of this study was really to address the Melons DIP outcome 1.1, uh, to conduct regular consumer research and gather insights on changing perceptions and expectations of fresh Australian melons. And specifically what we wanted to do is increase our knowledge of the melon category and consumer behaviour. We wanted to better understand what drivers and barriers uh, exist for consumption of melons. And we also wanted to provide melon insights to the industry as a foundational input for future R&D and also for ongoing monitoring and evaluation. Now, the project that we ran at Colmar Brunton at the time, so it was in 2019, uh, was a multi-stage research design that was very comprehensive. We started with the project scoping meeting with the core team and some stakeholder engagement just to make sure that we had all of the checks in place, that we were covering all of the areas of interest. We then did a qualitative investigation via a number of shopper safaris. It's really great uh, to, to go along to the, the shops with consumers and actually see how they respond and react and interact with various parts of, of the store, in this case, melons. Uh, and we'll be sharing some pictures and uh, verbatim here with you today. Also, after that, we, we did a quantitative online survey where we talked to a thousand Australians um, with a 15 minute survey there. And it was nationally representative and very predictive. Um, and all of our melon purchases were in the, you know, had um, purchased melons in the last three months. So let's get started. I really wanted to, uh, you know, start this with the, um, you know, overall insights. Um, as we gleaned from these different stages of research. Uh, and the, the headline is that consumers are satisfied with melons, but they can tend to be uninspired, ill-informed and underwhelmed as to their value. Particularly around being inspired, well, ins inspiration can be created via attempting description of sensorial qualities of melons and ideas for more ways of consuming and preparing them, particularly in cooler months. And um, by building inspiration, this will have cut through and raise awareness. And that's really what we want. We also found through the research that melon buyers tend to over-index on routine shopping. They don't tend to buy on, on promotion. 
So if creating awareness and inspiration is above the line, then these planned purchases should increase. In-store activation will also help maximise spontaneous purchases and will likely attract a new source of volume. In terms of being informed, we found that only 3% of Australian consumers were concerned about the safety of, of rock melons, uh, whereas approximately a quarter of consumers recalled a negative experience with the taste or freshness of a melon overall. And I'll get into the nitty gritty of exactly what was, uh, what was found um, in that section. It's, it's very interesting. But overall, there's definitely opportunities around communicating Australian grown and provenance-based storytelling, uh, year-round seasonality, and educating on specific health nutritional uh, benefits of melons. Finally, in terms of being valued, we found that only 20% of consumers predicted that they would increase consumption of melons in the future. And if a price increase came along, that would temporarily halt purchases. So value definitely has some way to increase, um, which beyond inspiration and education can be encouraged by a more consistent quality of product being in stock. So that's really the overall essence of, of what we found in, in this research. And now I'm going to get down to some of that uh, detail that, that sits beneath that. As I mentioned before, satisfaction with melons is, is good, it's high, it really met benchmark, but importance of having melons available and interest in new, quali uh, new varieties of melon is really where we, we fell down. Uh, that inspiration or the uninspiration kind of flowed through in terms of preparation and consumption. So, um, you know, 58% of consumers consuming uh, melons on their own, uh, almost a third in a fruit salad, almost a third in fruit platters, but a lot of consumers really looking for new ways of consuming and preparing melons and also uh, no idea about a, a lot of varieties um, beyond, say, the, the top three. Now, when we looked at that 20% of consumers that said that they uh, were interested in purchasing more melons into the future, we want to understand what's kind of motivating them and see whether we can't kind of spread that amongst uh, more of the consumer population. The motivating factors for that 20% were more affordable um, melons, so better pricing, um, consistency more year-round, year better quality, and availability in store. These are really the motivating factors for the 20% that, that think that they will buy more melons into the future. Now, I'm, I'm on slide eight now for anyone that's following along, um, and some interesting um, data here around um, quality versus priced. Now, often the lowest price melon won't necessarily be selected if the quality appears inferior. And with a price range, uh, price isn't uh, particularly the issue all of the, all of the time, although there certainly is a ceiling um, point where price can inhibit sale. And melons are expected to be cheaper when they're in season. Now, there is a, a definitely a, a variety or, or variation in terms of perceptions of quality. And how this plays out um, is poor quality is seen as um, melons being underripe, so hard texture, tasteless, no aroma, or they can be seen as overripe where the texture is deteriorating um, or that deteriorating you know, texture due to short, short shelf life, um, being tasteless. Um, and concerningly, um, you know, picking a melon was sometimes described to us by consumers as taking potluck or taking a punt. Um, which is certainly what we want to avoid. 
When we look at potential melon competitors, we see other fruits suitable for snacks or platters coming in here, particularly pineapple or strawberries. Uh, kiwi, mandarins, cucumbers uh, are also um, other commodities that um, consumers look at um, as a substitute. And um, I think a really nice bit here that, that, that melons are seen as a healthier alternative to lollies for kids' snacks or treats. That certainly is something uh, to further investigate and capitalise upon. I'm on slide nine now. We're thinking about um, you know, being valued and, and what the data was um, beneath that. We did see that consumers aren't actively seeking new varieties. Now, there is a general lack of awareness of varieties um, other than the three most common. Um, and we do see that gen, you know, generally consumers are, are happy with the current range um, that are offered. Now, when we brought up in our qualitative part of the research um, that there were new or different varieties that they may not have been aware in, there was definitely interest in that, um, definitely interest in trying new varieties. Um, but because they hadn't heard of new varieties before, there was some concern that providing new varieties would involve genetic modification and or imports from overseas. So certainly an educational piece and opportunity there. Also on these shopper safaris, when we talked about buying whole, half or pieces of melon, uh, we wanted to see uh, why people were buying these. So with whole melons, these were purchased when a large quantity was required, and that was typically for entertaining a larger household um, or event. And here freshness is priority, um, and, and it's seen as cutting into the melon compromises freshness. With half melons, uh, these were purchased when a whole melon wouldn't usually be used. So that was to avoid potential wastage. And this is a huge and growing consumer uh, trend. There's also this need to see the flesh to judge the ripeness uh, and the taste of a melon. So that's good with the half melons. It's also easier to transport uh, where transporting a whole melon can be an issue. It's also a bit more convenient. Um, but I guess the convenience really comes through with the small pieces, um, often presented in, in plastic containers with or without uh, other fruit. So these are usually purchased as part of a workday lunch um, in a hurry. And certainly it is all about that convenience, as, as mentioned. In this context, melon's more appealing when it's mixed with other fruit. And the, the fruit that kept coming up time and time again was strawberries. Now, in terms of being inspired and, and understanding um, melon consumers, we thought it would be valuable to compare against um, just shoppers in general. So when you look at melon shoppers versus an average shopper, what we found is that there were some key differences. Melon shoppers tended to uh, shop much less on promotion. And instead, they had higher rates of shopping on impulse or shopping on routine. So there's a couple of different, I guess, uh, opportunities there. Uh, one, how do we um, maximise impulse purchasing? And, and I think there's a lot in terms of in-store activation there. And the other is around routine. How can we get melons onto the shopping list more often? Uh, and typically that's um, you know, achieved via raising awareness and, and becoming more front of mind uh, for consumers in general. So things that uh, consumers were telling us um, when they were wanting to find, you know, melons in store um, that helped them were grouping all of the melons together, having a nice background and good lighting, uh, having product at eye level and not on lower shelves, 
and having a product that was well stocked. So that feel of abundance is very attractive. Um, consumers and, and shoppers also wanted to check ripeness so they could perceive the quality um, of the product. And they wanted to look to uh, the freshness of the appearance, the feel um, and firmness, and also um, the aroma as well. So a subtle fresh aroma is appealing, but any odd uh, odours starts to um, raise suspicions around safety of purchase. Uh, consumers also wanted extra information about the product. So where did it come from? Are there any describing features? And also whether they can clearly see the price and the melon name. So easily finding key details um, is really important at retail. Now on slide 13 here, if anyone's following along uh, and have, have the presentation in front of them, you'll see some beautiful pictures that were taken in store on our shopper safaris and some really good examples here of what was attractive in store. So melons that, that were cut to see that flesh and do that inspection, the nice grassy backgrounds or the boxes that kind of gave that farmer's market feel. So I'll leave that for you to have a look at. On to slide 14 now and looking at the sensory attributes that are examined by melon shoppers at the point of sale. For pink watermelon, typically with pips, they're looking for size, firmness and sound. So there's an auditory part of this sensory um, experience as well. And they'll do that by knocking or, or tapping the melon. They're also looking to decide between cut or sliced melons in terms of size, a consistent colour of the internal flesh, the firmness of the inner flesh, the depth of the internal flesh colour, uh, the moistness of the appearance, and if there's any damage to the inner flesh. These are all cues um, as to quality. Now, it was very similar for rock melon and for honeydew. Probably the main difference was that aroma started to come into it. So if there's any smell, a strong smell, that's a deterrent. If there's a fresh, subtle smell, that's a really good sign of quality. So looking at slide 15 now, across all of the data, um, really colour was the key driver um, at point of sale, um, followed by any indication of, of juiciness or sweetness that they could find and firmness as well. In terms of being informed, and this is a, a big opportunity here um, for, for melons, we look at the triggers and the barriers. The triggers for melons um, and why people want to consume them is that one, they're healthy, they're good for me. Two, the taste and the flavour. Three, the refreshing, hydrating um, kind of nature uh, of, of melons. And then the fact that they're easy to eat. Interestingly, when we compare this to um, the general triggers for fruit and veg, the things that are missing here for melons are the fact that they're Australian grown and that they have specific health benefits. So if we can learn anything from kind of adjacent commodities, it's certainly around the opportunity to talk to Australian grown and any specific health benefits. Common barriers for melons, on the other hand, were the perception that they aren't in season and also when they aren't in season that they're generally expensive and too costly. Again, that they're not readily available, really groups up with these other barriers and or that I just don't feel like eating them. So humans love variety. Uh, so how do we kind of bring that to them in new varieties or ways of preparation? Okay, so I'm looking at slide 19 now, um, again, still on the theme of being informed. And we asked our consumers about whether they'd ever had a, a bad experience when consuming a, mel a melon. Now, 26% of our thousand um, strong sample said that they had had a bad experience when consuming a melon due to issues with the taste, 
So whether it was off, rotten or watery or bad or had a soft or soggy texture, um, very limited in terms of more serious negative experiences with no listeria uh, mentions. 14% uh, said that they specifically had had a bad experience with rock melons. Um, and interestingly, it was, it was um, to, to see the data in terms of when the next purchase happened, 24% in the next week, 25% uh, a few weeks later, and 15% one to two months later. So that impact of a bad experience can be um, quite significant. Also in terms of having that bad experience where they chose to shop for melons that next time, 64% in the same store, but 36% went to a different store to make that purchase. So there's some real retail um, implications here as well. Of our sample, only 3% felt that rock melons were unsafe. And some verbatim responses here talked about information in the media and the news, uh, salmonella, uh, health contaminations and warnings. But 3%, so 30 people out of our thousand, was a very small percent and probably quite comforting. So to summarise overall, there were really three buckets of, of insights that we gleaned from this research piece. One was around quality. So poor sensory characteristics of, of melons did lead to perceptions of decreased quality and lower satisfaction. So definitely something to keep in mind. That consistent quality is really key to grow demand through increased customer satisfaction. We need to take measures to ensure appropriate state of ripeness and visual appeal of melons in store. The second bucket of insight was really around that seasonality and price. That perceived seasonality, and particularly the, the lean to summer months and, and summertime, is a, is a key barrier in a way to continued purchase and consumption through the year. And there are flow-on effects to perceptions of, of price and expense. We do need to educate consumers on year-round availability, uh, grown in Australia and emphasising always fresh. Finally, that third bucket of insights really focused on varieties. You know, there's interest in the melon category can, can be sparked through the availability of new varieties in store, but we do have to raise awareness uh, of current and new varietals, and we need to communicate the sensory features of these and potential uses to encourage further trial. So that's it from me today. I hope that you were able to glean something uh, valuable from this presentation. Please make sure that you download it from the website and I look forward to speaking to you again in the future. Mm -hmm.